You're listening to the weekly Joel Klatt segment podcast. Listen to it live every Wednesday between 8 and 8.30 a.m. during the football season. Presented exclusively by Audi Flatirons in Broomfield. Exceeding your experience from the first mile to the last. Joel Klatt joins us for his weekly visit. He is presented by Audi Flatirons. Good morning, Joel. Good morning. You know, speaking of building brands, I just want to let everyone know I got a new podcast out there. So, uh, yeah, you can go download it. Yeah, what's it? What's yeah, it called? I, 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 we've we've played uh, excerpts from. It yeah, before. what's your podcast? Oh, oh, this is Joel Klatt show, real original. Way to go! <laughs> yeah, it's a really. How long did it come to? How long did it take you to come up with the uh, title? <laughs> well, you know, I was thinking real hard for about two seconds. Yeah, and just landed on it. Yeah, just right. a real epiphany type of deal. So, kind of like uh, how much time the Broncos study uh, blitz pickup. Two seconds. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, hey, guys, you know, like, don't worry. Like, I'm sure our pass protection will be fine. You know, we got a veteran. He can redirect. We'll be good. We'll be good to go. Can I ask you a question? How can you not, sure. as a quarterback, one, how can you not know that you're, you got a free rusher, right? That you've got to either redirect a protection or you got to, you know, sprint away from but you can't spin back into the free rusher and take one you know in the back i how, how do yeah, you not know how I, do you I, not know this i don't understand i don't understand it at all actually i think that there is a massive disconnect um i mean this guy is clearly way more concerned with what he's wearing to the stadium and and the luggage that he's carrying into the stadium and getting a picture of it at just the right angle, then he is the actual game plan. And I don't know if, it, like, do you blame the coaching staff on this, or is it just Russ? So when it comes when it comes to protection, and Mark, I think that you and I could probably have a really good discussion about this, and I think that it, it would be interesting for people out there. The general rule of thumb in protection is that you want to take players and take them out of the mind of the quarterback. Okay, so. I'm going to allow however many guys I have in protection, whether it's five and it's a full scat protection, maybe it's six, uh, a six-man protection, maybe it's a seven-man protection, whatever it is. And the whole basis of the protection scheme is so that the quarterback only has to focus on the guys that he's responsible for. Okay, so it's not about like, hey, you got to know all these different things. You've got to locate whether it's the mic or, or put a foundational piece out there that allows everybody to, to make the count so that you can scheme yourself into protecting the quarterback on, on a certain side. Okay, so lo- what does that look like? Well, lo- let's take a quick example, okay? Two-jet and three-jet. Mark, you used to use these as well. Yes. Two-jet means that on the, on the play side or the strong side, the tight end call, that side, that's where my responsibility lies as a quarterback. So the offensive line is going to be counting and, and directing themselves so that only the guys on the tight end side, the second level, are the ones that I'm responsible for. So they're going to slide to number one, weak to strong. Then the back is going to start on number two, weak to strong at the second level. If I need to re-mic or however we need to do it, that's how I'm directing everything so that I'm responsible for that side. Same formation, we go three-jet protection. Well, now we're going to slide strong. And now everybody on the weak side on the second level, that's who I'm responsible for. So 
So directing the protection is all about making sure that everyone knows who's responsible for what. And when you see free rushers in the A-gap, when you see free rushers and the quarterback doesn't expect it, there's either massive missed assignments within the schematics up front or the quarterback doesn't know what he's looking at. Either one of those is a massive issue and something that the Broncos clearly were struggling with on Monday night. And for a guy that's a veteran to not know that he's got a free A-gap rusher, A-gap means right on the you know sides of the, the center, and to just get sacked right after he snaps the ball, that's like freshman high school stuff where the quarterback has to come over and you've got to say like, hey, guys, when that happens, you've got to do something about it. If you get that look, you've got to make a squeeze call. You've got to re re-mic the protection and direct it to the guy who's going to be in the A-gap. You've got to do something. You've got to change the protection, get into a full slide or a gap protection in which everyone's just sliding one direction and responsible for the gap on that, that side. But to just sit there and, like, just wear it from a guy in the A-gap? What are we doing? Mark, I don't, I don't understand it at all whatsoever. Yeah, I I don't either. And I mean, there are there are situations where you have a three by one formation, and you have a free rusher because you got the two bigs, and here comes a linebacker through the B gap, and you got a you know you got Cortland Sutton in a in a five yard nasty split right running a looky. I mean, it's a hot route, right? It's right there. He's just looking. Yeah. Right. And the the linebacker, the Mike linebacker, so the Will's coming, the weak side linebacker's coming, the Mike is the Mike is opening his hips to the three man side, and you don't throw it. Instead you just take one in the teeth. Like I, I, hey, I get it, I it's third ninety. It, maybe man. you don't maybe you don't convert, but at least you've got a chance to convert. Is he too small to see it? Joel. I, I well, I think that there's a misconception that quarterbacks see things. I know that that I mean that that might sound crazy, but you 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 feel it like you know it. The look tells you what's going on, right? Defenses defenses tell you everything that they're going to do based on their movement. You know, like defenses work kind of like a wheel; they rotate, right? They don't just move out of. out of position, right? If you get a single backer pressure, let's just put it this way. Unless you're getting a sixth rusher, you should be protected, right? Well, at all times, at all times. And depending on the, the protection that you're calling, then even with the sixth rusher, you should be protected. But what Mark is talking about is the fact that they've got to vacate areas, all right, if they're going to bring those types of players, second-level players. And that rotation or a drop from the safety or something, it's going to tell you what you need to do. There's two different ways that you get the ball out. If a player that you're responsible for as a quarterback comes on a pressure, okay? So when I say that I'm responsible for, that means that he's not accounted for in in protection and that particular protection call. If that player comes and he's in the rush, then I either have to throw a hot route or a side adjust. The hot route is built into the concept, okay? The concept, whether it's a shallow cross or a drive or maybe it's a swing or something where we're throwing the route in the concept that is going to attack that specific area. That's why it's designated as the hot route, okay? A side adjust is a little bit different. That's where the closest receiver to the vacated area 
breaks off his responsibility and immediately gives his eyes and chest to the quarterback. That's a side adjust. Those are two different things. And what Mark is talking about is maybe one and the same, but a lookie is an inside slant, but you're not going up the field in order to get inside the defender. You're just immediately attacking the inside shoulder of the defender. And if that defender vacates, that lookie becomes a side adjust immediately. And that ball has got to come out as quickly as you can get a grip on it. It doesn't matter if you have the laces or not. The ball is caught. There's a vacated area. I'm responsible for that player. Ball out right now. And you replace the blitz with the ball. That's what Mark's talking about, and that's something that Russell is not doing. And I don't think it's about seeing it or not. Like, that's what I'm – that's just second nature. It's like hitting the brakes when you see a red light. That's what I don't understand about what's going on with Russell Wilson. This stuff is like day one install stuff. So as we we try to figure out what's going on with Russ in this offense, one of the theories advanced, Joel, is that he goes from an offense in Seattle uh, that had him under center a lot, really relying on the run game, a lot of play action, a lot of boots, all that kind of stuff. But Russ wants an offense, and he's being given it here where he gets to spend a lot of time in shotgun, and we are all seeing the effects and the struggles. It is, is it as simple as that? And that if you want to fix Russ, you, you, you encourage, you, um, you demand, you order Russ to go back and do the kind of offense that he ran in Seattle. Simple as that? I think I, I, it, it might be. I, I do think that this, this is not working. And so to continue along this path, and try to sit him in the shotgun as if he's Drew Brees or Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers is a fool's errand. Um, he is best in the offense that you described, clearly, clearly. Because right now, I mean, he's, what is he, 30th in completion percentage? I think he's 32nd in, in QBR. Um, he's awful. He's terrible. And, and, and I know this sounds crazy. I think he's the worst part of the team. He's the weakest link in the chain right now. And you just gave him a quarter billion dollars, which is wild. Um, Every quarterback has strengths and weaknesses, and his certainly is within an offensive scheme and game plan that's going to put defenders in conflict with the run and the ability to be under center and move the pocket. When he can't do that, there is a major disconnect. He is not a point guard pocket distributor that we see from some of these other older quarterbacks. And I think some of this contract was maybe a nod to we think he's a guy that can go and play, you know, into his late 30s and maybe early 40s in this style of football that will allow him to do that. But he's clearly not. And I think that that conflict is something that's very important. You know, those 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 other older guys can put defenders in conflict with their mind and and with their decision making and with the spacing of the concept and the timing and spacing of the concept more in particular. But he has to put defenders in conflict with the overall sequencing and and play structure born from being a two-dimensional offense from under center, having the threat of the downhill run, putting the edge defenders in conflict, and slowing down the rush, which he seems to have a real hard time with. What do you think about – I had this conversation with Doug Flutie, and this is interesting from a quarterbacking standpoint. 
where Doug said, you know, I was unsuccessful early in my NFL career, went to the Canadian Football League, called my own plays, really figured out what it was that I was good at, like being honest with myself. And he was like, you know, if I'm throwing something, short drop, you know, three-step drops, whatever, it's got to be outside the numbers. Because there's a natural window, one, inside player's going to upkick, right? They're going to be aggressive on, on, short, on short drops, a five-step drop, a three-step drop but where the ball is out. And a natural window opens up for me as a thrower between the upfield rush of the defensive end and the upkick and the, and the solid protection of the guys, the three guys inside. So everything I wanted, you know, I wanted the, um, I wanted the dragon, you know, the flat drag or the, the, the drag, uh, the slant, right? I want the yep. lions, you know, double line, like double slants out there. I want, you know, a runoff and an under route, right? In that area, right? The number one running under and, and the inside guy running clear, right? I want something that is in that window. And he said, I hated double moves because double moves require me to hitch up in the pocket. When I hitch up in the pocket, I close the stance between me and the and the interior offensive lineman, and then it makes it harder for me to drive the ball. Right? I've got a, a, it. Just changes things. Like how much of that, from a quarterbacking standpoint, uh, do you like? Do you have to know in your own game, like how much what I'm good at and, and what I'm ultimately not good at? And is Russ trying to figure that out right now? Because Pete Carroll basically said, I'm not going to let you just do the things you want to do. Yeah, I, I think that that's, by the way, what a fascinating conversation. I would have loved to have been a fly oh, was, on the wall listening it, to, it was incredible. to Flutie talk about that right. stuff. Yeah. Um, and, and, yeah, that takes a lot of self-reflection and self-awareness to understand that. And, and he is right. You know, those, those of us that are not really tall – I think that the, the short passing game in particular over the middle can be hard in, in two respects. Um, one, like you were saying, is just the, the vision of it, right? If you're asking me to make a read on a short pass uh, over the middle of the field, there's a good chance that I don't see the defender that I'm trying to read. Um, and and the, the other side of this is that when you make outside throws, generally the pre-snap alignment even if it's disguised, but something's going to tell you where that ball should go before you snap it. So if I'm throwing the ball in a three-step drop outside the numbers, I generally know immediately where the ball is going to go based on the structure of the defense. I can't say that for an inside-the-numbers route because you just have to make sure, right? You've got to make sure that the read is taking place if there's a movement key, if it's zone, if it's progression, if it's man. Um, the the other part of this is that, and, and I think uh, pulling out from what he was telling you, is, Mark, when you're throwing the ball over the middle and you're not driving it, like, down the field over the ball, if you're not throwing a layered ball over mm-hmm. the middle, which is over the linebackers in front of the safeties, you've got to throw it on a downward trajectory. And the ball, your, your release point has to be over your head. Like, if you watch Rodgers or, or Brady or even Breeze, do you remember, like, when yeah. they throw those routes, they get up really tall on their backside mm-hmm. and almost drive the ball down into the chest of their wide receiver. I've always thought that the ball over the middle, like, like you're talking about, has to be thrown basically, like, chin and below and framed up on the wide receiver. It can't be outside of the frame. And if you're a guy that doesn't have a high release or can't get up on his backside and throw that ball down and on the frame, then those those throws become really difficult. And I think that's what Flutie was talking about. Oof, 
All this inside football talk. It's what makes the ladies in Fort Collins swoon, man. They, they love this. I'm telling you. <laughs> they love uh, this. By the way, Joel Clatt presented by Audi Flatirons. Also, you can uh, find the Joel Clatt podcast. Mm-hmm. As you know, our listeners, uh, they're a creative bunch, and they have already come up with some ideas on what you should change the podcast name to. Oh, great. Please give me some ideas, especially all of you, you know, post 8 a.m. folks. Well, some of these are good. What about the... Okay, good. Let let me hear. How about the All Balls podcast? Mm. Oh, man. You know, you just got to save that for Fridays. You can't throw that out five days a week or your balls get tired. Mm. You know what I mean? Yes. Right. Um, How about the Richard Nine podcast? I, I thought of that one. That was the first name that I thought of. And then <laughs> right. I thought, like, hey, hey. Is, it, is it like two inside baseball? Two like, inside baseball, right, who, right, who right. really know. Yeah, would, yeah. Would know Good point, it, but, good point. But clearly. All right, then, so. I thought about I, naming it. My, 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 my initial one was like, oh. Huh. This is easy. My caught podcast should just be You're Welcome. Yeah, I, I was just uh, going right. to say that one. That was another one that just yeah. came in. Yes. I was thinking about <laughs> the I, You're Welcome podcast. Right. What, what, <laughs> what hit me right off the bat was. Oh, I love it. JK. Like, just joking. Or just kidding. I mean, not joking. But JK with Joel Platt. <laughs> oh, that was really. Yeah. That was like the Broncos <laughs> offense right yeah. there. Yeah, you know, know, I'll tell you what you that know? was right there. Yeah. Hey, JK, Ooh. a.k.a. just joking is like not blocking the A. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 I mean, it is. It looks Very much so like good when we scripted it. But, uh, yep. No, didn't right. work out. Didn't work out. All right, pal. Right. Thank you. Oh, you guys are the best. I, I enjoy this every Wednesday. Uh, we do, too. Joe Clatt, everybody, presented by uh, Audi Flatirons. Hello, this is Ryan Watson, Vice President and General Manager of Audi Flatirons and Audi Boulder Service. When was the last time a dealership delivered the experience you were looking for? Have you ever felt that buying a car was solely about making the sale? It should be about the relationship, beginning with your commitment to do business with us and continuing through the years to follow. Our team is dedicated to exceeding your expectations from the first mile to the last. Come see us in person or visit us online at AudiFlatirons.com or AudiBoulderService.com.